0: You're listening to the Keep Optimizing Podcast. To increase your traffic, improve your conversion rates, and grow your profits.
1: Hello and welcome. If you're looking to improve the performance and return on investment of your marketing, then you've tuned in to the right podcast. I'm Chloe Thomas, the host of this Marketing Focus podcast, and it's very, very cool to have you tuning in. So thank you for joining me. Today, I'm talking to John Hagen about the ninja growth hacky, a Facebook ad strategy that is dark posts. That's because this month is all about Facebook ads. John was recently on our sister podcast, e-commerce master plan, during which interview he started talking about the power of dark posts on Facebook and all that that does to help him um, double the sales at the retailer he was working for when we recorded that interview. When he mentioned it, my eyes, my ears even pricked up. I suspect those of you who heard it, your ears pricked up too, and I knew it was something we needed to know more about. So I invited him to join us here on Keep Optimizing so we could explore what dark posts actually are and how you can use it in your marketing. Now, this is a strategy which even the smallest retailer can use and can be scaled infinitely, quite frankly, and huge opportunities. Um... Recording this one, my brain thought out about 20 new strategies for different people I know and my own business. So I suspect your brain's going to be buzzing with this one. We're just about to meet John, but before we do, please do check out the sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for brands of all kinds and sizes. Whether you're an entrepreneur just starting out or you're part of a marketing team at a multinational brand, Klaviyo will give you everything you need to create memorable marketing moments, building customer relationships that keep shoppers coming back time and time again. Get started with a free account today. Visit klaviyo.com masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O.com slash Master Plan. Today, I'm chatting with Facebook Ads expert John Hagen. John was recently head of growth at Purelay, Pure who've just been named the fastest-growing Shopify store in Germany in 2020, and he is now the co-founder at Vault, a Facebook Ads agency that specialises in dark posting. Hello, John. Hi. Thank you for having me it's great to be chatting to you again. Um, we got to explore what you were doing at Purely LA last time, but this time we get to get into some very cool cutting edge Facebook ad tactics. So, um, so thanks for coming back and, and quite frankly, being willing to share this stuff.
0: Yeah. You know, it's, it's one of the ways that in my career I've been able to progress is just by listening to these sort of podcasts, but also having conversations with people that I respect in the industry and that I look up to. And, uh, essentially nagging them until they'll have a conversation with me to, to share the insight that I perceive that they have. And oftentimes it, it catalyzes the, the growth of whatever project I'm working on and allows me to put the necessary energy efforts focus in the right places based off of their experiences. So I'm, I'm happy to, always happy to talk.
1: Thanks. Well, look, how did you get into kind of Facebook ads? So
0: my story starts, let's see. So I went to high school with the guy, I think we talked about this maybe in the other one also, but my, my story starts with, uh, I went to high school with the guy who made the, the fidget spinner go viral. Um, and basically I went to high school with him, went to college, heard that this guy was doing this crazy stuff online, uh, e-commerce, digital marketing. And I essentially did exactly what I just said and nagged him until he would teach me what he was doing. Um, and that was my pitch to him. Right. And, and, you know, if you're not in the industry looking to get in, this is a really good way of doing it because I basically just said, listen, listen, man, I don't care if you pay me, I don't need to be paid right now. This is an investment of, you know, my time right now. Just teach me what you're doing, hounding him every, you know, every day, Uh, probably pretty annoying, but eventually I, 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 he caught me up to speed. Um, and then basically if you flash forward six months from there, we were scaling e-commerce brands, spending over a million dollars a month on Facebook profitably. Um, and uh, you know, we started—we sort of started in the pre-Cambridge Analytica uh, scandal, and we were doing—you know—we were doing drop shipping, and we were uh, working with businesses who were, you know, shipping straight from China. And the business practices were probably a bit convoluted and not the greatest stand, high standard. Um, and then at the end of that time, it was okay because we entered with that. And then we sort of learned how to work with legitimate, you know, legitimized businesses who were uh, doing large levels of revenue. Um, you know, one of the first clients that we really scaled hard was uh, snow teeth whitening. Um, and that's a, you know, that's sort of a, a big name in the industry now. And when we, when we started working with them, it was just a couple of guys with an idea. Um, so um, that was, that was where I really cut my teeth into, into Facebook ads. Um, and then as you noted, we went, I went to, uh, uh, there was a German company that was looking to get into the United States and we were doing some consulting with them. And, uh, I ended up hitting it off with their co-founder when he came to Los Angeles. We actually rode Harleys, uh, through Malibu and, uh, just hit it off as friends. And then he kind of caught him up to speed and he, he was interested in working together. So we, um, we formed a working relationship, uh, where, uh, my, my first task for the company was bringing PureLay into the United States. Uh, and that's, so that's how I got my start.
1: Very cool. Um, so John, you've clearly had, um, a lot of years working, kind of pushing the boundaries of what's possible with Facebook ads. And that's led you to dark posts. So, um, I think we've, we've kind of like, uh, Played the intrigue card long enough now. I think we should probably tell the audience what dark posts actually are. So, could you give us the basics on them, please?
0: So, going back to that Snow Teeth Whitening Company, uh, the the owner of Snow is is he's such a brilliant, young, innovative guy. His name's Josh actually and uh, he essentially, you know, we were we were working, we were scaling, Facebook ads were profitable, but. Uh, he, he, he pushed, he, he was the one who pushed, pushed the envelope in the beginning. So he was putting together some deals with some influencers and the whole focus was these, these influencers such as Chuck Liddell, Rob Gronkowski, Floyd Mayweather, some of the, one of the Kardashians, huge, huge influencers, right? And so when you're working with these huge influencers, the stakes couldn't be higher. And so you're really forced to make sure that you're not just, you know, you're not just doing one to five, you're going all the way one to 10 with maximizing the outcome of those influence relationships. So um, we, we, we started with Rob Gronkowski, uh, the American football player, and he, uh, we, we put together what, what he called a dark post. And so it was my first exposure to it and essentially from then on, this has been, if, you, if you've if followed me at all or if you've seen any of the work that I've done with any of the companies, this is at the forefront of the marketing approach for these companies. So a dark post is you, when is the sort of the marriage of paid social uh, advertising and influencer marketing, where you're gaining access to the influencer's likeness, uh, audiences, and personal brand to leverage their personal brand and trust that they've gained from their consumers for your doesn't have to be an e commerce product, but for, for your business. Um, and essentially, what I saw was it adds an entire level of data and access to an entire new customer demographic and customer base to your digital marketing strategy. So, if you let's, let's take a step back again, if you're not doing dark posting, you're effectively stuck within the confines of the data that you have paid all of your hard-earned time, energy, effort, cash for, right? All the you your brand channel delivers an ad to a consumer, telling that consumer that whatever, explaining the USPs um, of your product, using the greatest creative strategy approach, X, Y, and Z. Um, but you're stuck within the confines of that data that you've paid to acquire. When you're leveraging dark posting, you have now added a layer of data Beside that brand channel asset, that is the data that the influencer has now been using all of that time, energy, and effort to acquire, and uh, effectively leveraging their their trust that they have created with their consumed with the consumer for your brand. So, does that all make sense?
1: Yeah, I think so. So it's we are we're putting ad spend behind a post put live by our influencer. So we, we use. Should we use the? we use a Kardashian? Do you, do you want to pick someone to use as our as our influencer example?
0: Yeah, let's use let's use Kim Kardashian. So effectively, Kim Kardashian would add whatever company you're working for as a partner in their business uh, in their business manager. So Kim Kardashian, that all of her assets would then enter into your business manager. So you're still operating on your one ads manager. Um, you're just you just now have. Instead of simply having your brand to choose from under, you know, your your Facebook page or your Instagram profile, you now have Kim Kardashian's brand to choose from under the profile, and and then we would receive content from her. So she's not necessary; she doesn't even necessarily have to post. Um, she actually just has to provide content of her talking, you know, of her creative talking about your product, whatever message resonates with her consumers, she knows her following, um, and we try to make this as organic as possible. So that's sort of the leveraging her likeness. And then when you're leveraging her audience, now when you're building audiences in your ads manager to deliver ads to, you don't just have access to your audiences from your brand channel. You now have access to Kim Kardashian's engagers, Kim Kardashian's profile visitors, Kim Kardashian's uh, people who have sent her a message, etc., Right. So um, when done at the highest level, one of the things that's insanely interesting to us is people hate advertising. Right. That's like just the fact that we're always trying to dance around and we're always trying to um, hop over. But with this strategy, a lot of times the consumer doesn't even know that this strategy, that, that this advertisement is an advertisement because they just believe that it's a post coming from the influencer. We'll see comments like, you know, instead of um, what you're used to seeing in your brand channel assets, which is sometimes like, I'm so sick of seeing this ad, leave me alone, <laughs> um, whatever, right? You, you see this sort of hate mail. What we see with the influencer is, um, oh my gosh, Kim, I love your hair in this picture, right? Like, I, I can't believe that, you know, the, like, thank you so much for showing me this product, whatever. They, they, the consumer legitimately believes that this is a post from the influencer, not an ad that they're sick of seeing for the time.
1: No, so it so it to the end consumer, it looks like Kim's done a post about the product and it, it just looks like that. But of course what you're doing is you're you're basically using your ad spend to increase the visibility of your influencers' posts.
0: And that's the pitch for the influencer, right? Because On on our side, so on our side, what we do is, you know, I've sort of touched on some of the the highlights of the innovation of the strategy. On the influencer side, um, the kind of contract that we put together uh, is 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 uh, is a performance incentivized contract. Which, if you're familiar with influencers, they will never work like that almost always. Um, But with this type of contract, what we say is, look. We will provide an upfront fee that's significantly smaller than what you're, tip, what you're used to being paid for, or what you're used to being paid. But we will give you access, uh, we will give you a percentage on the back end of all media spend to put towards your brand, your personal brand, your face, your likeness, etc. And um, it can essentially amount to a larger paycheck than you would ever be offered by by only doing an organic post plus this doesn't necessarily require you to post, right? So this doesn't necessarily require you to take up that precious uh, Instagram (laughs) ad real estate on your profile. You can not post and make more money than if you were to post on your profile.
1: So if you've got an influencer that you know works well for your brand, you could get them to send you one set of content every two weeks. And they never have to post it. You just run the whole thing as an ad just so you've got fresh, fresh content each month and they get paid on the back end. That's like a deal that could run for months.
0: It, it can even go longer than months. So one of the crazy realizations that I had about this was going, going back to snow teeth Lightning. Um, we, when, when we were running the agency, I, I took a break and then w- went internal with Lay and then rekindled that relationship and started doing some work for them again, specifically in the dark posting range. Um, and actually, what we saw was uh, I got into the ad account and I looked at some of the ads that were running. And crazy enough, these ads, some of the dark posts, were the exact same dark posts that we had been running bef- when when I was working with the agency. So the, the and that was two and a half years later. So this strategy, the lon- the longevity of dark posting, one of the things that we kind of one of the selling points for for the strategy as an agency is. Uh, influencer organic posts last 24 hours. So if it's a story, it's literally gone after 24 hours. If it's a if it's a post, it's jammed somewhere down in the feed that nobody's looking at, right? Uh, influencer organic posts last 24 hours. Influencer dark posts can last forever. And, and the scale, the scalability, you're not just delivering an ad to their reengaging audiences to your warm traffic. You're also you also now have the capability to do something that you would never do with an influencer organic post, which is deliver that ad to cold traffic and scale up to massive amounts of revenue.
1: That's uh, so many things you said there. I've just got my brain ticking <laughs> massively. Um, but I just just want to kind of come in on a couple of those because I think that the longevity of the influencer relationship is something that I think will resonate with a lot of people. Because as you know, influencers. Don't want to be posting about your product every day either. You know, the, the posts don't last so long on the organic side, but also there's a limit to how many times a year you can work with each influencer. So this means you can do a 365-day a year campaign, which is just genius. Um the other thing which which you mentioned in there, which which really I, I wanna get some clarification on is so you have Kim's content as an ad. Can you only show that to Kim's audiences or can you share that to your own audiences as well? You can share it to Kim's audiences. So you said that when you're as a partner on um when they allow, when your influencer makes you a partner on their Facebook page you get access to their assets in terms of um the audiences they've got. So people who've looked at their profile, let's say. And so you can have the kim content set it up as an ad put it in front of the people who've liked kim's profile can you also put that kim ad in front of your you know target audience that's your owned audience so you can do that
0: so you can put that ad in front of kim's audiences so anyone who's liked followed commented shared whatever kim's kim's content you can put that ad in front of your con in front of your audiences. So anyone who's visited your website or liked your profile or commented on your Instagram account, but then, and then additionally to answer your question, you can serve that ad to anyone in the world who's on Facebook via cold traffic. So you can, you can, you can exclude there, as long as the contract is set up as such, you can serve, you have free creative freedom to put that ad in front of literally the entire uh, the entire organization, or the entire customer base of Facebook. Well,
1: wow, so it's, it's literally, as you said at the beginning, it's just like selecting a different page to link the ad to, and then you've got all the normal freedoms you would have, so long as you've agreed that with the influencer.
0: Exactly. Yes. Exactly. It is. It is. It is literally like if you formed a partnership with the, with another brand and you wanted to advertise, or if you just, or if you just added another, you know, it's it can it's essentially like him's the brand to hers right? Where I'm sure they share audiences. I'm sure they collaborate back and forth and promote each other's products because it's a sister and a brother company, right? It's the exact same working relationship with these influencers. And it's almost as if they now have skin in the game because you've set up a contract such that if they allow, if they perform, then they get paid way more. If they, And then the other uh, beautiful mitigation of risk here is if they don't perform, we just turn off their ads. And we don't pay them. We don't pay them the exorbitant amounts of money where if you do, you know, let's let's say you do an influencer organic uh, post, you pay Kim Kardashian, whatever ridiculous amount of money Kim Kardashian gets paid for uh, those posts. And then the post goes live. Uh, I hope it performs. Right. But if it yeah. doesn't, if it doesn't perform, you are the, the you're sunk. The play is over. You know, the, 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 the opportunity is missed. Whereas, let's say that we set up this contract with Kim, where we pay her a quarter of what she was initially asking for, and the post doesn't work, then we, um, then, then you're not. There's no shotgun pointed at you to continue to spend because you have. You, you would be paying her more if you continue to spend more. And you know, uh, Chloe, one of the things that's I think important to note here is we're we're kind of only discussing one type of dark post. So there's really four different types of dark posts that we that we run for brands. The first is uh, the founder dark post. So what we do is we 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 use we leverage the founder's voice, likeness, audiences, etc. for their brand. This is and the reason that we introduce this one is because it's such a low barrier to entry and there's no complex conversations. It's not a huge uh, investment. You're you're essentially just leveraging someone who is obviously invested in the business's likeness and audiences for your brand. So you gain access, you add them as a partner, and you run a dark post through the founder saying, hey, uh, thank you guys so much for supporting me. I started this business back you know, out of my parents' garage back in 2000, and I can't believe what's happened. I'm so appreciative to all of you. And you leverage the fact that people like to support small businesses um, and, and UGC, right? The second is the micro dark post. So you're, lever- you're working with micro influencers to you know, um, basically take advantage of the fact that people like user generated content, and this is a very organic feeling um, advertisement. Uh, but, and, and the reason that I bring those two into the equation is because what we're talking about with these macro influencers, with these Rob Gronkowski's and these Chuck Liddell's, these are expensive. And while there's less of a go- less of a gun pointed at your head with these ca- than there is with like an organic post, there's still high risk, high reward. What I always prompt my brands to do is to test this strategy with either a founder or a micro dark post to dip your toe in the water and not come in with a hundred thousand dollar investment and find you know figure out that that influencer actually didn't work for your brand and now you're at a hundred thousand dollars and you're angry at me. Right. So then the third is once you've proven the concept with the micro dark post and the founder dark post, now we move on to uh, to macro influencers where the stakes are high, but the pay is high. You know, the the payoff is is massive. You can be running a dark post for two and a half years. You can be putting six figures and seven figures of investment behind one dark post. Um, But those conversations can be difficult. The contracts can be a bit sticky but the, the upside cannot be larger. And then the fourth type of dark post is the brand dark post. So this one is sort of like the, the glossy box. This is our, you know, we, we, we did one with Purelay where it was, we worked with glossy box and we effectively, the message was every time we work with Pure Lay, uh every time we include Pure Lay in our box, uh, it sells out immediately or it's our favorite. It's our favorite, you know, it's the favorite, it's the fan favorite and you're leveraging the brand who has uh, sort of an authority in the space um, and their selection of your product as a superior option in the marketplace to alternatives. So those are the four types of, of dark posts. And I think it's important to note the first two, because when you suck at dark posting, it's expensive and ineffective. But when you execute at a high level, it, I, I have seen this strategy personally take a brand from doing $60,000 of revenue uh, in April to eight fig, almost, nearly eight figures of revenue in 2020 in six months. So it, it can be literally the game changer for your company
1: there's kind of a couple of things I, I like in that. I love the fact you've kind of majored in on the testing it out with either the founder or the micro influencer you know because then you can you can cut your teeth and get to understand the system before you you know screw up with the system with the big guys. Um, I also like that because I guess with the micro guys the micro influencers the the deal doesn't become cash up front it becomes product upfront and then commission.
0: Um, yeah, that's, that's essentially, or, you know, that's the other thing, right? Is the, the micros, there's a lot more room for negotiation. Sometimes you'll have them do it. You know, sometimes you can get it for just free products, right? Um, it's, it's sort of casting a wide net in your initial negotiations and then, and then kind of figuring out where to go from there. Uh, like I, I would, I would always start with the minimum offer and see if, if there's nobody biting, then we go for a percentage of spend for the micros. But I would be cautionary to give a, a micro influencer a percentage of spend because, the power of the 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 chance that the the ad is performing because of your brand at the forefront with a micro influencer is a lot higher as opposed to the the influencer being the you know the unique selling point for the product. Um, micros typically are a free product or a small upfront payment. The macros are the one where we're talking about a percentage of spend to, to lessen the the, below, the upfront blow of a huge uh, investment.
1: Nice. Well, I'm glad I clarified that one because I was thinking, you know, kind of some kind of pseudo-affiliate programme, but so much simpler to test if all you're doing is upfront deal and then you run the ads and you haven't got all that admin of tracking each individual ad and, and working out what the sales figures are and all that kind of stuff. So yes, it's kind of a no-brainer place to start it to my mind, the micro piece. Um and I'm I'm also really glad you mentioned about the brand dark post, because I think that's an untapped space for many e-commerce businesses, is partnering up with people who target the same audience who are also an e-commerce business.
0: Well, and the reason that I think it's so important to note those options and those possibilities is because, so when I was at when I was at Purely, and this is when I was really not just cutting my teeth, but really sinking them in and like and, and leveraging dark posting. At a, at a high level and frequently. And as the, as the focal point of our advertising efforts um, in paid social, I would go to my friends, right. That are in e and I would preach this. You, you have to try dark posting. This is crazy. It's blowing up, my, you know, it's blowing up our business. It's, 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 it's doing everything that we need it to. It's helping us re- meet and exceed growth expectations. And they would come back to me and I would say, how's it going? And they would say, this doesn't work, man. And I was like, what are you talking about? This doesn't work. And it's because they they would do, they would, you know, oftentimes they would fall right into the crux of, um, going right after their favorite, you know, the influencer that they wanted to work for with for the last four years. And, uh, they don't know, you know, they didn't test an organic post with that influencer first. They didn't do a micro influencer dark post first. They didn't do a founder dark post first. They just went straight into the deep end. And that's why I say sucking a dark posting can be extremely expensive and actually counterproductive for uh, your initiatives.
1: But it's like any marketing method, isn't it? We test small, make sure we know what we're doing before we chuck all the money at it. Because, yeah, it's easy to waste a lot of money by going in big. Well, like John, we're going to pause now for a reminder of our sponsors, and then we're going to talk about the wider world of Facebook ads. Sounds great. Success in 2021 means building stronger relationships with your customers. Last year saw a lot of consumers switching to buy online, leading to surges in new customer acquisition. So how are you planning on turning your new first-time buyers into profitable repeat customers? Well, that's what Klaviyo is for. Klaviyo helps businesses create memorable marketing moments through email, SMS, and personalized website experiences. And that is what creates repeat purchases. That's why Klaviyo, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform, is used by over 50,000 e-commerce brands around the world. Get started with your free account today. Visit klaviyo.com masterplan. That's klaviy dot masterplan. Okay, John. So far, we've gone deep, deep into the world of dark posting. Um, Now you get to wow us with your insider knowledge about the whole of Facebook ads. So for the following questions, your answer can be anything to do with Facebook ads, which of course does include dark posts. John, you ready for these? I'm ready. Let's start with Facebook ads newbie advice. If we've inspired someone to take their first step with Facebook ads today, what do they need to know to give themselves the best chance of success?
0: Good question. Um, you know, I, I think that one of the things that they need to know, well, one of the things that you need to know is be careful who to trust in this industry. But I think with that, uh, finding a person who's able and willing to teach Facebook ads to you is the right thing to do. It's, it's a really intimidating platform to walk into with a very with, with a sort of novice understanding of what you're getting into. Um, So finding the right person and like asterisks on right to teach you what the platform is at a a surface level and then diving into more complex strategy is the absolute most uh, will, again, catalyze your learning process and make sure that you're moving in the right direction um, as a as a, you know, as a new Facebook advertiser.
1: I like that. Find the right person to help you. Because yeah, there's a there's a lot of options out there. So you definitely want someone who's got e-commerce experience. Okay. Now, once you've started, of course, you've got to keep optimizing. So what's your favorite way to improve Facebook ad performance?
0: Yeah, I, I think that the, the best... So the optimization process for me is now very different in its, uh, in its approach because of, or not very different in its execution, but same in its approach in the sense that like we have, I use CBO, uh, campaign budget optimization, as opposed to ABO, ad set budget, budget optimization, but the core elements of the approach are still the same, right? So essentially what we implement is a process of, uh, opening up new campaigns to test, Uh, new ad set, uh, audience target, you know, new uh, creative testing, new audience targets, new bid strategies, et cetera. But we always bring into those new campaigns elements of what has worked in the past. So for example, we'll open up a new campaign with three ad set, three interest targeting lookalikes that we know have worked in the past and two new ones. We'll open up a new ad set with two uh, creatives that we know have worked in the past or ads that have significantly aggregated social proof on them with one new ad in in the mix as well. So you're, you're you're creating an ecosystem that allows for rigorous uh, testing of new variables, but also provides the backdrop of what has worked for your brand and what has worked for the strategy in the past in order to essentially, in my opinion, create um, the best possible chance for you to continue to win But also introduce new winners into the Facebook algorithm um, to find new scalable ads.
1: I like that. Very cool. Okay. If someone listening wants to learn more about Facebook ads, is there one cheap or free resource you'd recommend?
0: There's a lot of good uh, free information just via YouTube videos. Like, I would really spend a nice, you know, month two months three months of just googling opening up an ads manager opening up your personal ads manager playing around with that you know spend spend 10 bucks right like there's a lot of there's a lot of um sort of startup that you can do before you're actually looking to cut your teeth with a client or before you're actually ready to approach someone whatever whatever your whatever your goal is uh i think there's a lot of free stuff the course that i would recommend depends on your definition of cheap uh, is, a, is actually where I learned. Is actually where I learned Facebook ads. Uh, Ezra Firestone has a very nice beginner's course on how to how to get your feet wet with Facebook advertising. And I think it's important to note here: after you take that course, you're not going to be. The courses are not intended to be uh, like you're not going to be an advanced Facebook marketer, right? But you will have a foundation set up so that you can, you know, continue without courses and continue with. Reaching out to people and brainstorming and collaborating and those sort of things. But I think Ezra Firestone, I believe it's around a thousand dollar price point.
1: It is, it's definitely one of those platforms which, to begin with, it's about learning from other people, but then it's about getting creative. But if you don't get that foundation in place, you don't know what you're being creative with. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Crystal ball time. Uh, John, what's coming up in the next six to 12 months that we should be getting ready for in Facebook ads?
0: I laugh because that is, that is a great question. Um, and the, 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 the white, the elephant in the room is, uh, obviously is iOS 14. Um, this is going to be, this is going to be an interesting year for Facebook, uh, period. It's always an interesting year for Facebook, but you know, between, <clears throat> between Facebook going to war with, uh, politicians, uh, Facebook going to war with Apple, um, it's, it's certainly a bit of an insta, you know, a time of instability for Facebook iOS 14 is going to be a very interesting pivot or change to the landscape of all e-commerce um, and all in all digital marketing. And I think that that change, trying, you know, one one of the, my favorite quotes that I've heard from an advertiser so far about that change is: "As marketers, we're we're called to be surgeons, not doctors. So we can sit around here and try and be a doctor and diagnose exactly what's going to happen because of iOS 14." Um, and most of that is going to be a, a, a load of bullshit, in my opinion. Um, or we can sit here, you know, the kind of what we're saying to our clients about iOS 14 is, uh, I don't know what the implications are going to be. I can't I can't tell you exactly what's going to happen because of iOS 14, but I know that I'm going to figure it out. Like we, we you know, we, we referenced Cambridge Analytica. That was a very scary time for Facebook advertisers, or a very unsettling time for Facebook advertisers as well. So that change is going to, Uh, Substantially, yeah, change the landscape of digital marketing, and I'm, I'm, I'm not only, I'm, I'm actually sort of looking forward to it because it's, it's an evolution that was sort of inevitable, and we'll we'll see what it brings.
1: It's interesting. I love that bit you say about surgeons: be a surgeon, not a doctor, because it's the conversation which I've had with a lot of our guests this month, be it on or offline. So, any of you now trying to listen back through to hear me? talking about this with them. I haven't talked about it and recorded it with everybody, but we've all generally been saying it's an awful lot of hot air around at the moment. Um, we've got to wait till there's some actual facts around there. So um, so yeah, iOS 14, it's going to be interesting. But like John, we're nearly at the end of the show. So could you please let the listeners know where they can find you and your business on the web and social media, please?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Please. You know, as, as I talked about earlier in the podcast do not hesitate to reach out to me. And, you know, I'd I'd love to, to open up an ecosystem of collaboration where we can, you know, exchange ideas and and talk about digital marketing because it's, it's just, it's just too damn fun not to do. Um, So you can find me, uh, my agency is called Volt Agency. So voltagency.co also obviously LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, Instagram, John Andrew Hagen is, is uh, typically my handle. Um, but yeah, if you just visit my website, there's a form that you can fill out and, and you know, just don't hesitate to do so. So it's uh, voltagency.co.
1: And that's V-O-L-T, isn't it? Agency. That's
0: correct. Yes.
1: Excellent. Like voltage. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> cool. John, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's great to catch up with you again. And I've got about a million ideas for my Facebook ads going through my head now. I suspect um our audience have got even more. So thank you for coming on and inspiring us all.
0: Chloe, thank you as always.
1: Okay, so do you want a way to expand your Facebook advertising audience to make more of your influencer relationships and get better tracking on them and better performance? If so, you clearly need to do some dark posts. Um It's basically capitalizing on Facebook's inbuilt ability for you to partner with another Facebook page or influencer, uh, sorry, Instagram profile, and then to put advertising dollars behind a post done by that. We talked about a lot of different strategies in there. Um, you can get the links to everything we talked about and also those lovely transcripts that have all the detail in them as well by heading to the show notes page that you'll find via keepoptimizing.com. Now, as part of my mission to help you improve your marketing, I've invited all of our Facebook ad specialists to join us for a Q&A webinar at the end of the month. So maybe you've got a question around an idea you've got for a dark post or for any of the other things we've been talking about this month. Well, get yourself signed up to the webinar and come along and join us. You'll find all the details at keepoptimizing.com. Um, so sign up there. It's all for free. And, um, and I look forward to, to answering some of your questions. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode and all of them of the Keep Optimizing podcast. It's great to be helping so many of us. If you'd like to know a bit more about what John was up to at Pure LA and how um, he led his team to double their sales every year, then do check out episode 312, which is back on the e-commerce master plan podcast. And if you know want to know more about the latest ways to make your Facebook ad successful, stay tuned to the rest of this month here on the Keep Optimizing Podcast. Have a great week and make sure you listen to the next episode so I can help you to keep optimizing your marketing.
0: Access everything, keep optimizing at keepoptimizing.com. That's with an S, not a Z.